Welcome, esteemed listeners, to another enlightening episode of The Disciples' Haven, where we delve into the timeless wisdom of sacred scriptures. In today's installment, we turn our gaze to the book of Genesis chapter 15, a pivotal passage that unfolds the covenant between God and Abram. So we ask our Father to open eyes and open ears as we explore the divine promises, unwavering faith, and the symbolic significance that chapter 15 of Genesis encapsulates. Amen. Welcome back, dear listeners, to another enlightening episode of The Disciples' Haven. In our last installment, we delved into the riveting events of chapter 14 of the book of Genesis. We explored the intricate tapestry of alliances, conflicts, and the powerful figure of Melchizedek that unfolded in the narrative. If you missed that captivating discussion, I encourage you to catch up and join me on this fascinating journey through the scriptures. Now, In this episode, we turn our attention to chapter 15, where the narrative takes an intriguing turn. It's a chapter marked by promises, a covenant with profound implications, and a glimpse into the unwavering faith of Abram. So buckle up as we navigate the sacred verses of Genesis and unravel the profound insights they hold. And verse 1 reads, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield. And thy exceeding great reward. Think about that statement for a minute, will you? God telling Abram that I'm your shield and I'm your reward. Could you possibly want anything more? Think about that as you go on your daily life, that every day you should always put on the armor of God and we should all strive to receive God as our great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. In other words, Abram is pushing around 90 years old by this time, and he's telling God, you promised me children, but I'm getting kind of up there in age, and I haven't even gotten one son yet. Now, Abram isn't doubting God. He's just asking him a question, as most of us would have asked a long time ago. So just placing you in what might be going on in Abram's mind right now. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. So shall thy seed be. You're going to have so many children, you won't even be able to number them. And this prophecy has come to pass. But at the time, imagine being in Abram's shoes, hearing these words. You're pushing 90 years old. Would you believe God as Abram did? Or would your faith waver? Verse 6, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Abram isn't doubting. He's just asking, how is all this going to come to pass? It's okay to ask questions, but never doubt. 
Verse 9. And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So God tells Abram to take a heifer, a she-goat, a ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. That's five different animals. Do you know what the number five means in biblical numerics? It means grace. God's grace is our gift. We don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, that's for sure. But God's grace is always there for those willing to repent. Obviously, this is now possible through the death of Jesus Christ upon repentance, but what a gift it is. So what's he going to do with these animals now? Verse 10, And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. So he laid them down for a sacrifice. Picture these animals laying one side and another and a walkway in between. And the fowls came down upon the carcasses. Abram drove them away. Now there's a deep meaning in just this one verse. These fowls were most likely vultures coming down picking at what belongs to God. These animals were meant for a sacrifice to God and the vultures were trying to take them away. And who drove them away? It wasn't God. It was Abram. Let that be a lesson that we are always to be on guard from the vultures that try to pick and take us away from our Father. We are to protect that which belongs to God, by force if necessary, from the vultures that plague this world, spiritually and physically. And just think about this. This verse didn't have to be added. I mean, why add vultures were trying to pick at the carcasses? There, there's really no need for it. But... If you study God's word deep enough, there is a meaning behind it. Verse 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. This is to emphasize that what's about to happen, Abram had no part in it because he's in a deep, deep sleep. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. What God just explained to Abram in that dream is a prophecy to him, but history for us. Let's dissect a couple of things. In verse 13, God explains that his descendants are going into captivity for 400 years. But the miracle is that they are going to come out of all of that a lot richer and wiser than when they went into captivity. And in verse 15, God tells Abram that you're going to live a long and healthy life. Verse 17, And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Between those carcasses is what it should have said. This is the consuming fire of God. Now for us in these last days, it's not the blood of animals or carcasses that will be consumed by the consuming fire. But don't forget that it is written, Fear not who can kill the flesh but fear the one who can kill the flesh and the soul. 
because God's consuming fire will do away with anyone not open to loving God and abiding by His ways. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, and the Kenizzites, and the Kendamites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephaims, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now how many nations did God mention here? Ten. Do you know where else it talks about ten kings ruling the entire world? In the books of Daniel and Revelation. You see how everything has a meaning and how it goes much deeper than what is being written? Let someone tell us that God isn't real. They have no idea how real He is. Genesis chapter 15 holds profound significance in the narrative of faith and obedience. As we delve into the journey of Abram, we witness a powerful demonstration of trust and unwavering faith in God's promises. The covenant established in this chapter lays the foundation for the extraordinary legacy that unfolds in subsequent biblical events. This chapter serves as a timeless reminder of the importance of staying steadfast in our faith, even in the face of uncertainty. Abram's unwavering trust in God's guidance and promises exemplifies the transformative power of following God's ways. As we explore the teaching of Genesis chapter 15 on the Disciples Haven podcast, let it be a call to action for all of us to emulate Abram's devotion and obedience. Subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform to stay connected with the rich insights and lessons from biblical narratives. In a world often filled with challenges and uncertainties, Genesis chapter 15 reminds us that through faith and obedience, we can navigate the journey of life with God's guidance. Use these lessons as instruction in your life, and may we all be inspired to follow God's ways just as Abram did. Until next time, disciples, go in peace. Peace.